Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by InsideTexas.com beat writer, Joe Cook. Joe, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Bobby. Joe, you were at uh, Tuesday's media availability and I got to check out a little bit of practice from the Longhorns. So want to quiz you on some things. First, let's go over some injury reports. Uh, Jere Bledsoe, this is a, an exclusive to Inside Texas as of right now. Jere Bledsoe looks like he's out for the rest of the spring. According to Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas, he had, uh, uh, Jere had appendicitis late last week and had to sit out uh, and is now going to probably sit out the rest of the spring. Steve Sarkeesian in his press conference, our press availability after practice, said that true freshman Jalen Gilbo out of Port Arthur has been suspended for violation of team rules. At the same time, Gilbo remains enrolled at school. Uh, it sounds like it's something that will probably be uh, worked out over a time period. Uh, Andre Karich, uh, the uh, left tackle at Texas, uh, did not participate in all team drills apparently today. And Malik Murphy, I want to talk about this because I thought it was interesting that you brought it up. Malik Murphy, even though he is still working out uh, with the team, he still appears hobbled uh, by uh, that uh, that ankle that gave that that he injured in the state championship game in California. The true freshman uh, enrolled early at Texas. Joe, you talked to Sark today. You and the other guys there on the beat. Uh, any major takeaways in your opinion? Um, one of the good things about quarterback is he he kind of reviewed the the scrimmage from this past Saturday. Um, and he said they were pretty efficient on offense. Uh, didn't really sense a lot of drops or, or anything like that from Saturday. I mean, he also mentioned that the top two quarterbacks, Hudson Card and, and Quinn Ewers, uh, were above 70% for their completion percentage. Um, today, he said that it sounded like there were a few more drops, at least in practice. Uh, there were, you know, uh, not as efficient, not as, I guess, not as many offensive highlights. Uh, but, you know, reviewing a scrimmage situation and making it sound like uh, things were going well for both quarterbacks sounds like positive news. Kind of going back to what you said about Malik Murphy, uh, and I added this on my notes over at Inside Texas, uh, but, you know, you had the top two quarterbacks, viewers and card at this point. But up until this point in the spring, at least in public viewing sessions, it's been card, Ewers, Ben Ballard, Charles Wright, Cole Lord, Malik Murphy. Malik Murphy was third today, and I think there's still going to be some limitation for him. Uh, I think even Sark said that they got screws out. Uh, you know, he had when he got this surgery for an injury suffered in the state championship. He had, state championship game. He had screws put in, had screws taken out. You can still the 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 thing I likened it to is you remember when Jalen Waddle came back for the national championship game. And you could tell he was running and could run, but it wasn't all this. His gait kind of looks like that. He still has got a good arm, and that arm has helped him move, uh, at least in this early viewing portion and drills, up to that third uh, spot on the depth chart behind Quinn Ewers and, and Hudson Card. That's, that's impressive. 
Um, another thing that caught my eye, and I don't want to bury the lead here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, as part of your early early ver uh, viewing segment of uh, practice that for the first time this spring, Card and Ewers were taking first team reps at the outside outset and kind of switching off as opposed to uh, Card always being the number one. Ewers coming in second. Is that you want to explain to folks exactly what you meant by that? Yeah, so we get about three view. We get to view probably three of the first five periods of practice. We get to see some stretching. We get to see some special teams, and we get to see some individual drills and maybe a little bit of group work. Um, and up until this point, there's enough drills to where you have two running at a time, or just so much enough volume of drill work to where even if Card has to take the first rep. Well, Ewers is going to get the you know the second rep, or he's going to get it kind of equal number of reps. There were times, and I checked with not only Harrison Chu, who posted another good video on this channel earlier today. Uh, he was there. He saw. I checked with other you know people, other reporters who were there. Um, like, hey, y'all, y'all saw this, right? Like, I wasn't going crazy that Quinn Ewers was taking a couple. You know, he would be the first in line. Uh, in a couple of drills. And that somewhat meshes with some of the positive reports, not only from Sark talking about a 70% completion percentage for both quarterback, but what we heard at Inside Texas from Eric Malines, a host of other, uh, you, uh, Jerry, Justin, all different guys that we posted throughout the weekend uh, for, for our insider notes. So uh, it's, and again, I think we've all made this point hundreds of times. It's spring, it's April 12th, it's not September 12th. Uh, but it does show, I think, serve to show a little bit that Quinn's starting to get some things down in this offense and uh, the immense talent that he has some is able to play through uh, even at this early juncture in the spring. You're there uh, on campus uh, watching these guys. What do you, do you think that, that yours has the ability that everybody talks about? Is it apparent? And I know you're just watching walkthroughs almost essentially mm -hmm. in some streaks and some slants and stuff like that your feeling on that? I've, I mean, it's hard to discount what experts see, you know, pretty much everybody's called him one, one type material for his class over the past three years. And, you know, there's nothing to, that I see that discourages from that view. The other thing is, and I try not to put a bunch of emphasis on, on social media, at least the Texas social media, because it's mostly for, it's not really for the program. It's for fans and a little bit for, uh, you know, recruits to show what's going on. But when you see that play, I think we all know which one it is from the scrimmage to Xavier Worthy, where he's kind of running left and just whoop, flips the wrist and it's right there, right? Where we're, you can't discount that. And yeah, maybe he threw a pick, but we also just heard from Steve Sarkeesian that they didn't turn it over on Saturday and that they all had efficient games. Uh, again, 70% completion percentage. So it's hard to tell on walkthroughs, but based off like things that we hear, uh, and just seeing that, like that, that's a type of play that, um, you know, I probably could not replicate just in the street in my, in my front yard, throw with my friend 20 yards, let alone like a 40 yard fade route to Xavier Worthy with linemen stepping up and moving just all that different stuff. Uh, I think what you, you put it best uh, a couple days ago, if you can get the mundane down, he'll be good because you can see the spectacular like that. Yeah, I, I got a chance. Somebody texted me that, and I was like, oh, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that because uh, they were at the scrimmage on Saturday." Um, 
you know, the other thing that I, I noticed, and it didn't get as much reaction as I thought it might should uh, on the message boards, uh, was uh, Isaiah Nayor apparently getting work with the ones over uh, Marcus Washington a little bit today. Yeah, uh, he and Xavier Worthy were the first two outside receivers. Uh, second, uh, Marcus Washington and Kovante Dixon, and then Casey Kane third. We've heard good things about all the that whole group basically this entire spring. It sounds like, uh, especially Kane, and, and we haven't we've heard plenty about Nayor, and finally we're starting to see him move up that depth chart a little bit, and also just kind of act or not act, but. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware kind of live up to how you expect that type of progression to go best case scenario you know comes here from wyoming great year and of course he's going to start probably third or fourth string that last scholarship guy because they had to move what uh walk on dbs to wide receiver because of depth issues so he's the last scholarship guy and he moves up moves up and now he's continued to bring his level of play to where he is one of the first guys opposite xavier worthy and that also means just thinking about the Texas offense, you know, whenever they go into uh, 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers, first string at this point would be Nayor, Whittington, Worthy. That also means that when they go 12, which I don't know if they're going to do as much considering the knows you have the knowns you have wide receiver and the unknowns you have a tight end. If they even go 12 personnel, Nayor stays on the field. And I think that kind of indicates, you know, what they think of him at this point. Maybe it has to do position-wise, just you keep the outside guys on the field. But um, the fact that they they also trust him enough to be that second guy right behind Worthy, or first guy with Worthy, even after, what, 12 or, what, 11 practices or so, I think that says a good amount about what he's been able to do this spring. Yeah, one of the pieces I wrote uh, today – uh, about uh, Texas was we're entering a period now, the fourth week of spring, where coaches are, um, even if they're not purposely doing it, they're mentally doing it. Okay, this guy's ready to go. This guy, I got to get ready to go. This guy ain't going to be there by fall. There's categories, right? And it sounds like, you know, if Marcus Washington is a guy that went last year, and I guarantee you Texas feels comfortable if he has to start again right? Mm -hmm. Or if he starts again, clearly you'd rather have someone and, and no offense to Marcus Washington, and I think is, is had a really good year last year, but he's not the most um, talented receiver on the roster. Even if he may be the most team player receiver on the roster in some respects, in my opinion, as a blocker. Um, but if Isaiah Nayor is making that move past him, uh, that gives you a feel, I think, uh, for what's happening. And it also, it could be, we're reading too much into it, uh, but as you and I know, typically things like that don't just happen. They're told to happen that way in the in the position rooms. Uh, so whether it's Quinn Ewers uh, getting some first team snaps ahead of uh, Hudson Card uh, in early practice or Isaiah Nayor stepping onto the field sooner than Marcus Washington, 
you know, we've been there before and seen it, and there's there's always some meaning uh, that can be attached to it. Um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you the next piece. Uh, did did Sark mention Keaton Crawford in his post-practice availability, this, the safety um, that moved over from corner out of Tyler, John Tyler? Yeah, uh, he, he did actually, and that was one of the guys who drew some some praise. Um, he's he's off, often given a good amount of you know pep to uh, uh, Anthony Cook. Guy said he's played a lot of football and has done well. Um, but I, I forgot what I told you specifically. But start. I'll paraphrase. He said something like he kind of looks more natural playing safety than he did at corner. And that's not to knock again from sorry. That's not to knock Keaton Crawford's play at corner. But that's kind of just complimenting how quickly he's taken to the safety position and and been able to do that this this uh spring um those are some that's a good football player at nickel a guy who's seen a lot has a lot of experience in multiple roles in the defensive backfield and cook and then that's one of the better athletes uh in the secondary playing the other safety spot in crawford Um, if you remember on special teams last year he was often one of those guys who was first down the field just because of how fast he was that's the type of football player you're going to have uh high football character as eric nolene would say uh, and, you know, someone who's getting used to making these reads and sounds like he's getting used to it quickly, at least here in this juncture in spring. One of the other things you reported on Inside Texas, I want to m- give up our pitch for Inside Texas real quick before I go to that. That um, Inside Texas currently offering four months of Inside Texas premium subscription for just $1. We've never done anything like this before. It's introductory pricing. Uh, a lot of people, more than a thousand people have signed up. Uh, in, in the last uh, month alone, uh, since spring practice started, we'd love to have more of you uh, there with us as well to talk about uh, Texas football on the message boards, as well as read uh, daily reports from people like Joe, myself, Eric, Jerry Hamilton, Justin Wells, Paul Wadlington, and Ian Boyd. Um, I wanted to mention something else that you talked about today in your article, and that was the tight end group. Um, Jatavian Sanders still the first one out on that one? Uh, yes. And, and that one was a little tougher to read, uh, just because they, they, they do split those up, uh, you know, kind of in line out, out in line and uh, the other one flex basically flex. Thank you. Yep. Uh, but right now it seems like Jatavian Sanders and then Gunnar Helm are those top two, um, Jatavian's kind of got that skill set that'll allow him to do both. Uh, and then Jaleel Billingsley and Braden Librock are behind them. Um, Juan Davis still not, uh, he's still going through what I guess Steve Sarkeesian called a, a little strain. Um, he's out there. He's he's warming up, but I, I don't see him go through very many positional drills and, and catch passes. Um, I, I think that, you know, Jaleel Billingsley, he, he left Alabama and we saw there are always reasons for, for players to leave Alabama. Um Oftentimes it's coming for greener pastures, but you got to, you know, water the grass for those pastures to be, to remain green. Um, I don't think that's, it's a, it's a big issue uh, at least, but I think it also just says that Gunnar Helmage, Tavian Sanders in this offense are ahead of them right now. How does he look? How does Billingsley look though? Does he look like he belongs? Does he look better than some? I mean, what, what are the, what's the, the prognosis in your opinion? I think he's about Isaiah Nayor's size. I don't know if you're going to see him, putting his hand in the dirt very often. Um, I, I remember when I saw his listing, it was like six, four, two, either 209 or 219. And I kind of looked at that and thought like, dang, you know, he's that low. Uh, Cause at Bama, I think they had him up in the two twenties, two thirties, even at least listed. And we know how much those are good for. So 
Um, if, if that's going to be the case, if that's going to be his playing weight, then he's going to have to show that he'll be a, a special, you know, kind of difference maker or uh, can can do a lot of the different things in, in that a 12 personnel set needs as a receiver and as a blocker. Right? I think he'll be fine as a as a receiver, but uh, curious to see what happens when he starts having to be forced to block. Sounds like a question mark. I want to I want to say this, um, Joe. Uh, because Harrison Chu, the guy, uh, the young man that uh, has been doing our uh, practice videos, he, he released another one today on the running backs that I thought was good. But I, I bring this up because the previous one he did was on the wide receivers. And if you haven't seen that one and seen exactly how big <laughs> Isaiah Nahor really looks compared to the other receivers, it's uh, it's kind of crazy to, to see that um, uh, from a physical perspective, Nahor looks uh, awfully big. Um, Joe, large takeaways from visiting with uh, Sark and practice today before I let you go. Uh, let's see. I think the biggest takeaways are can be around the quarterback, honestly. I mean, Malik Murphy moving up, I don't think that really surprises anybody. I think just at skill set wise, for people who reach their ceiling of that quarterback room, at least of Murphy, Wright, Lord, Ballard. It, yeah, that makes sense. If he's making progress, I think he's got more more tools and, and talent than than that the rest of that group. Um, so it's not surprising that he's third. And then just to hear all the different positive reviews of uh, you know viewers and card, especially viewers moving forward, um, it's kind of just you know more evidence that we everybody kind of is kind of right in looking at him and seeing oh that's a special player. Um... Matt Schnell, one of the posters on the, the YouTube channel, is certainly smiling anytime you mention Malik Murphy moving up to number three. He is a huge uh, Malik Murphy uh, advocate. All right, Joe, I appreciate your time, man. I know you got a bunch of articles to write for Inside Texas. Uh, get back to it, and uh, we'll see you soon. Will do. Thanks, Bobby. All right. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.